Sorry, I'm just trying to do some vocal exercises, you know? You know, I don't know which ones work. I think it depends on what you're doing. Like, uh, I've tricked somebody one time, like, they were warming up for, like, singing, and they were doing the ha 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 And I was like, you guys ever done the, the breathing exercise where you guys are like, ah! and they started all doing it, and they thought it was something real? <laughs> See, I would be like, ah! you know, oh, my God, is that an alien? Ah! Holy shit, it's coming out of the shell. Ah! What? What won't come back? Wong? Look, all I want to know is where the hell is my truck? Stigers are playing. Two nights. I never miss a game. Sword of Omens, give me sight beyond sight. Give me all you got! Listen. Give me all you got! You know, I don't know how to do laundry, Stuart. I've been needing laundry lessons. You're goddamn right. Welcome to Comic-Con. A geek podcast for the rest of us. A geek podcast for the rest. Hey, speaking of Jack Burton, have you seen that new Ridley Scott movie, uh, The Last Duel, with Matt no, Damon I haven't. and Ben Affleck, <laughs> Adam Driver? Well, I, I watched it. I put it on because I'm thinking like, all right, it's a medieval movie. It's a time period movie, but it's directed by Ridley Scott, like the same guy who gave us, you know, Aliens, Gladiator, you know? Yeah. I'm thinking like it's going to be like a, a riveting, you know, action-packed, thematic, fantasy-themed event you know it's gonna be epic right because it's ridley scott and i'm watching this thing and it's a two and a half hour movie about one guy's side of the story versus another guy's side of the story one guy gets jealous because he doesn't have enough land but he has a girl and the other guy has sex with a girl allegedly rapes her but then maybe she didn't really rape her but maybe it was like the girl's part the whole time like playing him against him and they were once friends but now they're not you know what I'm saying? And they say that alcoholics are always alcoholics, even when they dries my lips for years. You know, and all this stuff is <laughs> happening. And I'm like, the human drama is supposed to be captivating me, I guess, but I'm I'm so bored. You know, <laughs> and then I'm like, am I just old? Am I just so old now that like I don't have the time? Like I feel like yelling at my TV, I have neither the time nor the inclination. You know what I mean? Do you get like that I with yeah, I I tried to watch um, The Kingsman, you know, like the prequel. Oh, the new guy. Yeah, and I was probably like, I mean, that's another like two and a half, two, two plus film. And I was like an hour and 15 into it. I was like, I have no idea what's going on. Like, it's just so boring. <laughs> <laughs> so like, that's surprising like, because those first two were like so fast paced and like action packed. Yeah. And like. And this was not. That's what I was thinking. I was like, am I. Like I had to go back and like read the synopsis that I was like that it was part of that like series <laughs> like because I was like maybe maybe I just was confused that this movie is not even part of like that like universe. <laughs> wow. See, and I've been finding that way with music too. Like uh, I got the new Eddie Vedder album. I didn't buy yeah. it. I listened to it on Spotify. You know. And here's a guy. For those of you who don't know, I've <laughs> pretty much idolized this man from most of my early adolescence into my young teenage years past my teenage years into my young manhood years you know as like my musical hero a musical icon i still think his band the pearl of jamma is one of the greatest rock and roll bands of all time and i always get hyped about a new release and i was getting hyped about a solo another solo album because he only did like one or two before and the other one i don't know if you know if you count because it was like a soundtrack and the songs were like two minutes each, but I guess you count it. And those songs were really great songs. Even his ukulele album I was like, all right, it's a whole album full of ukulele songs. And he pulled it off. I was like, all right, it's a good little chill album. 
So I was looking forward to a whole like bandy type album because he had the drummer from Red Hot Chili Peppers. He had Josh Klinghoffer, who was with Chili Peppers, but did some other stuff. And he even had guest appearances from Elton John, Stevie Wonder. So I'm like, this is going to be a fun little jam-packed gem. I listened to it one time. And I was so blown. Because I was just like, I mean, there's a couple catchy tunes, don't get me wrong, but it wasn't like, you know, when like, when one of your guys, you just love them or your band, you love it. And then they come out and it's not even like, it's different. Like, it's okay if they experiment. We talk about that all the time with Thrice. Like they experiment, they change, they grow. We love it. But you ever hear it, a band and you're like, I think I know which one you're going to bring up. Because I think I know, because we talked about it. You're like, "Eh, it's too much. (laughs) Like, or, or, or maybe it's us. I'm like, are we just old now to the point where we're just like, Nah, I no, I don't know if it's that because like we've talked about thrice. Like, I have not been able to like sit through fully, and I've tried a bunch of times. Like the new album, like it just right. doesn't, it doesn't catch me like some of their other stuff. I'm like, nah, like, like I'm like, I don't know what it is. But then like, dashboard confessional, you know, little whiny emo stuff. Like they just he just dropped a new album today that's like super like sad, super like about brokenness and like getting better and all that kind of stuff and it's just him and an acoustic guitar mainly most of the most of the album and i'm like i love it like i mean Stripped it's down. Much, yeah it's the original like dashboard from like 2000 when he was just playing him and an acoustic like so it's like right. you know like sometimes you're like oh, when you go back to the formula let's go back to formula right. um you know <laughs> <laughs> well you're going back to the basics back back to the basics i'm going back back to the basics yo where's jimmy golden cadillac johnson's guitar back back to the <laughs> basics but you know what i mean you're stripped that stripped down shit like almost i feel like it almost always works like even really with chris cornell's last album like that was mostly all acoustic and not not really bandy it really worked it does and with with dashboards like we talked about this, I think a while ago, um, about, um, Johnny Cash and you can like hear like in his voice, like in, at the end of 2020, beginning of 2021, like Chris Caraba from dashboard professional was in an accident, like a motorcycle accident. Mm. And he had to go through, like, he was in like hospital for like four months, like had to relearn how to play his guitar. So like, you know, and relearn all of that stuff, like with therapy and everything. So it's like, you can hear the brokenness in his singing too. Like, even though the songs like t- typically are geared towards like relationships, you know that it was a life traumatic event for him. Like that really brought about. Maybe we all need life traumatic events. <laughs> I, I think about that too, especially in rock music. Rock music is one of those genres that really you, you're allowed to grow old in it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And mature and go through things and have a family and kind of still stay at it and maybe some of those old school fans are going to leave but they'll come back when they have families or or vice versa maybe people will just kind of stay in sometimes you'll come in late like i came in late to bowie i came in late to tom petty i didn't i wasn't one of those guys that like saw like them grow as artists necessarily because i wasn't there from the beginning you know what i'm saying and i'm assuming there's people like that with pearl jam and other stuff that that we grew up with like dashboard and stuff like that so maybe it maybe it's just about when you come into it and maybe maybe sometimes it's just stuff is just not good because they're just getting old you know because i had to think about the two i was like eddie vetter's in his late 50s pushing 60 like he's allowed to be old and just put out and he's allowed to be old and put out an old rock guy album <laughs> you know what i mean yeah like, like you can't you're not gonna see hip-hop right or even like a metal band get really 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 old I mean, you are, but then it's not going to age as well. Like, I feel like rap, like hardcore rap and hardcore metal does not age nearly as well. You know what I'm saying? They like, don't. I'm still fucking angry, but you're in your 60s. It's going to be okay. I don't even know if you can scream anymore. Well, they, they switch genres. Like um, yeah. Aaron from, I can't think of his last name, from Stain. You know, now he's doing like country music, but he's a little bit more like vulgar, like Hank Williams. We're, we're going like, to get music. I, we're gonna get so many so much hate mail because I said death metal and you said you brought up Aaron Williams from Stain. Well, I mean it's not death metal, but I know. You I know, know what you like, meant. I know but, what you meant. But he was in a heavier band and now he's completely switched genres because he knows he can't. But I feel like even him, he could have been like, I'm on the outside, I'm looking out. 
Because Jen will just be doing dishes. She'll be doing a dish, as she should, because she's a woman. And she's doing a dish. I'm kidding, kid. Guys, guys. And that's 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 where the hate mail came from. First of all, I do all the dishes in our apartment. <laughs> Nine times out of ten. The dishwasher should be empty. And she won't. It's right next to the sink. And those dishes are stacked when I come home. Resentment? No, I'm just kidding. Uh, but she'll just be doing a dish. You know, or folding a towel, and all of a sudden I'll just hear it go. Like whistling. And I go, I'm on the outside. I'm looking. Are you listening stained right now? You know, guilty as charged. Guilty as charged, you know. Yeah, I find myself going back to um, drive by incubus. <laughs> oh, I could see that. Like you're just hanging out. Maybe you're putting some new toilet paper in the pantry, and you're just like. You know, we always got to talk about music when you're on because for the folks that don't know, maybe they're not initiated. Jimmy Golden Cadillac Johnson on the podcast tonight. Long time coming, long time no see or hear. Uh, you're a proud papa like myself. I know you're busy, I know you got a lot of things going on, but it's cool to have you on. And we always got to talk about music because Jimmy Golden Cadillac Johnson has played music for all his whole life. His whole life, you know, we've both been in so many bands in and out of time itself, ripped out of time, ripped back into time, back in time, you know, and uh, I mean, that's fair to say, it. right? It is. It is like, I, I mean, music is it's life. You know it's what I mean? The constant. Like, it's the con it's the one thing. It's that one thing. Right. It is. It is. Like, I'm, I've even been thinking about like. I think even probably from this like new dashboard album because I've been listening to like you know songs before the, the big release here like that I'm like you know what I really want to play again like and it can just be stripped down acoustic and like folky and just whatever. <laughs> do you miss playing like because you do it a lot through the um your the places uh, your, yeah. your main job right let's just put it down there you play well you know i don't you know you play, you play on your stage regularly so the performance wise you probably don't get the you probably don't jones it for like before but do you but you probably miss writing your own stuff and playing that right i do i do i, I do miss that a lot like i was sitting down the other day like recording some stuff that's one thing like i wish i could have like gotten better at like it was a lyricist because like a lot of mine was like more like on the nose like you know like um stuff that i wrote so it's like now i'm kind of like eh, but i'm like you know what? there are a lot of like on the nose stuff like and plus i mean you look at mainstream music now i mean like you can just pick one word and just repeat it the whole time and like people will go bananas for it <laughs> <laughs> oh man 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 what makes a man is it the woman in his arms or is it the pussy no i'm sorry just <laughs> Or maybe he's a woman himself. Or maybe he's a woman himself. We don't know. I got, I got, I got to give credit where credit's due. That little Trey Parker. If you don't know KG Googs or Gasmo, rent it. It's on the vids somewhere. That that is a deep pull. That is a deep cut, right? It's a deep cut, right? What makes a man, a man, man, man? Oh man, it's so good to see you. And and I know you too, um, man. I know we're talking about a movie tonight, but I just had to talk about other stuff first because it's been so long. Like I know, we haven't so much stuff. Our our phone even our phone calls have been so like brief. We used to have like phone chatsies, you know. I know. And we've been so so busy, you know. Busy, busy. Even text like back and forth. Like, it's 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 quiet. Everybody's sometimes. good just though. So much. Yeah. Yeah. Everybody's good. Everybody's good. Hi, Comic-Consies, All those who listen, I, I miss y'all. Yeah, they missed you too. They're gonna be a little more pissed too. That there wasn't a guitar live on the licks. You know what I'm saying? They weren't. Oh, I know. They're not gonna get any hot, tasty licks live. Oh, but we did collaborate in 2020, and I think we need to collaborate again. Because don't we have this thing where we collaborate like every two years? I think we need to like. I agree. I think so. I, I think, think we, we to... ought to collaborate again soon. We need to put some stuff together. Put some stuff together. We'll do. How about like a? How does a five? The six song EP of like stripped down acoustic sad bastard song sound. I like it. You know, like I'm not it. that sad. I don't feel sad. Yeah, yeah, I'm good. I'm like, I'm, I'm happy. Um, I'm good, but you know, traumatic events, I can always pull from something. You know, I can pull a deep cut, you know, and I can, a, I, can, I can go there. 
There's a yeah that and there's like a lot of stuff going on in the world too. It's like oh god. Yeah, oh. there is. I mean, what? I was just thinking the living color. Um, oh, I can't even think of her name anymore. Um, it was the Wayne sister, Kim Wayne's, where she was. Was it Tracy Chapman? I'm looking out my window where she, she's writing the song like everything's going outside the window. <laughs> You got to watch the MacGruber TV show. I know we are. I know I already tell. I tell you to watch stuff all the time. You're like, dude, I got enough stuff to watch. But MacGruber, uh, say what you will about the short-lived sketch. Say what you will about the sh about the underrated movie that came out many a moon ago. But the show that's on the um, the Peacock is uh, it's pretty good. It's worth watching just for that intro because when he reunites, not not only does Maya Rudolph have a great intro spoiler alert she like catches everybody up to what happened in the movie but she's like dead her character's dead but she's like and i died a long time ago you know but then when we get to fucking um oh god Kristen wig you know or wig depending on what area of the country you're living in um yeah. Kristen wig or wig she's like singing at a little dive bar and she's trying to pursue her musical career and dude <laughs> dude it's so good because she's sitting there right but she's rhyming like every word imaginable, right? So it's like, I'm going to try my best to improvise it, but it's like, <laughs> it's like soft, like Jewel-esque style singing, you know, or maybe more Sarah McLachlan style of singing, you know, but then she's just sitting there and I'm sitting in the chair with the where the, hold on. Like I'm sitting in a bar and away from a car and the man's not that far. Don't know what, you know, she's just like every <laughs> single word you could pop, but it's like ridiculous and she doesn't stop. And it goes like, down the street and you know you're gonna meet but you don't know that it's i i i i, I can't even do it because I, I can't even rhyme that many words because i come from the old school you know where you don't rhyme anything you write the poetry out anything. first and then you and then, right you know what i'm saying it's not like your hair is everywhere screaming infidelities you know what i mean like again he took hair and everywhere but then he went for infidelities like infidelities didn't rhyme with hair wear but in her version it would have been like your hair is everywhere i don't care watch out for the bear he went down the stairs the stairs you know what i'm saying like it's what get out of my way it. or you'll pay go down by the bay make things out of hay i just may <laughs> Uh, deep oh, cuts. Shooter McGavin. Shoot, Shooter McGavin. I eat pieces of shit like you for breakfast. You eat pieces of shit for breakfast? No. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that style of humor, man. I don't care what anybody says. Like all the Razzie Awards and all that stuff. Like, kudos to Sandler for still just. <laughs> Dude, Sandler. he just sticks with it, man. And I still like fall asleep to those Sandler tapes, like those Sandler albums, you know? Oh yeah, yeah. Like that style of like humor, Stan and Judy kid. Oh my Stan god, Judy's kid. And now the severe beating of a high school janitor. Like, <laughs> I had a youth pastor that we, we were driving along in the van. We we're going somewhere for a, a Habitat for Humanity, and we were driving long, long winding road. And uh, I don't know how he agreed, first of all, to allow us to put the tape on because it's like various ages, like I guess middle school, high school kids. And he's a grown man in his 30s, you know, <laughs> he's like he puts the tape in and he actually we get through about two to three sketches, which going thinking back on that was it's pretty crazy that we made it that far. I think it might have been the first tape, clearly not the first opening sketch where he's talking about high school kids spreading eagle on each other. But then we get to the one sketch where it's like, and now the sphere beating of a high school Spanish teacher, you know, a biblioteca, oh no, and the guy's getting beat. It's, it's Sandler as a, as a Spanish teacher just getting beat up, but shouting out random Spanish words mid beatdown, you know, a biblioteca, you know, and it's hilarious, right? Because it's so, the joke is not somebody getting beat up. The joke is that we're hearing it and they're just yelling out random Spanish words. And maybe the joke is also that they're getting beat up, you know what I mean? But, he takes the tape and throws it out the damn window. I think he, at least I remember it that that way. Unless my brain's telling me something else, like in another multiverse somewhere. But that's it what said like it. It sounds like a youth pastor movie. So <laughs> Dude, I'm sure he, did. he was pissed. And I never, and, and it was kind of scary because I'd never seen him piss. Like nobody has seen him. He's like, and he's like, I am not going to sit here and listen to, to violence. Like, and we were like, whoa, that was the one? That was the sketch? 
that did it and i know he was like a sketch comedy fan because he would make little like he would make wayne's world jokes but wayne's world was pretty tame yeah um myers and carvey right Uh, I guess Carvey and, and Myers were pretty tame. And then after that, Sandler and Spade kind of kicked it up a little bit. Yeah. And I mean, but Farley. even I was about to say, even Farley and Spade were kind of tame. They, I mean, they had their moments, of course. Like, that's one of the things I had the soundtrack to Tommy Boy, and it would have like movie insert like sketches, like, oh, that's a pretty girl down there. I wonder if she goes out with one of the Yankees. And then the song would start. Oh, like, I didn't know that. That's kind of cool. It was. It was a pretty cool, like, Thing. I'd listen to that. I played that thing all the time. <laughs> my favorite, my favorite Farley cameo is a tie between the Wayne's World one when he's the security guy. <laughs> Actually, right, not even the sequel where he's he's great in the sequel too is the roadie, but in the first one was the random security guy who had way too much information and was giving him like perfect Chris, yeah. Christine directions. But then I gotta say it's tit for tat with that with the um with the uh. The Billy the, Madison, the, the the bus driver, where he's going on about. It. He's like, me and her, we got it on once, and Sandler's like, no, no, no you didn't. didn't, no, you didn't. That's well, style. a friend of mine. Yeah. <laughs> no, but you can imagine what it would be like. I. But then again, I guess the Saigon horror cameo in Dirty Work is probably going to be the best one, where he's like, could have been worse. My nose could have been bit off by a Saigon whore, and he's furious. He's pissed. But then he says, I'm just joking. He's like, oh, all right. All right. <laughs> well, so now that we're about an hour into this podcast, uh, I guess we should start talking eh. about them. <laughs> Let's talk about the movie. This, this is what happens when I haven't seen you in a while, you know? I know, but it's good. It's good. It's like there. It's always like there. You know? It's cathartic. Mm. What are mm. we talking about tonight? Jimmy Golden Cadillac Johnson on the Comic-Cons podcast, the geek podcast for the rest of us. Who are the rest of us? You know who uh, the rest of us are. Um, we are talking about a little film, a little indie film, probably. probably. Evil Dead 2. Evil Dead 2. Yeah, it was a little bit bigger budget, I guess, than the first one. It's definitely, definitely indie. But <laughs> Let's talk about that because I watched Evil Dead 2 a little late in the game. Mm-hmm. Mainly because mainly my sister, rest her soul, you know, she got me in. She had her finger on the pulse of this kind of stuff before a lot of other people I knew did. And so she showed it to me, and I remember being like either early middle school or something like that when I saw it. But it came out way back in, I think, I think it came out in '87. Evil Dead Two did. Evil Dead. Like she went back and watched the first one after watching the second one, and told me not even to waste my time with the first one. Yeah. Um. Well, I saw Army of Darkness first. Yeah. That was like '93. You know what? You're right. I think we saw Army of Darkness first, and we went back to Evil Dead as a result of Army of Darkness to watch that. Yep. Yeah. You're right. And Evil Dead was like 1981 because like it took them two or three years to shoot it because they kept running out of money. Like Sam Raimi and Bruce Campbell, they were putting up all their own money for it. Wow. Um, so like I remember reading Bruce Campbell's book. He was saying that like he had to keep the same stupid haircut for like three years because they would just have to keep filming when they could and when they could afford it. Um, and it was like Cabin in the Woods was the original like title. Um, but then it got switched over to the Evil Dead. So he pretty much invented the the necrom necromonica. What is it? The necromon the ne- necronomicon. The necronomicon. Yeah. The necronomicon. The book, the, the book of the dead. He pretty much invented that joint. Mm-hmm. That's his creation. Yeah, um, it is. And like the the first Evil Dead is like straight up horror. Straight like, up. Yes. And, and then Evil Dead Two becomes like it's like almost like they switch paces and like hey let's do comedy horror instead um so they kind of retell in the first like 10 minutes of evil dead 2 the whole thing of the evil dead (laughs) like with the girlfriend and all of that stuff so here's what i love about this movie and i'll just say for the plot i'll just tell the comic cons is what the basic plot is before the comic con creeper comes in and tries to ask me what what the hell it is Mm-hmm. Evil Dead 2 is great because it's that movie and maybe the first movie at least I had seen that the protagonist, the main character, doesn't just fight and survive along with another band of survivors, male or female. Hell, why be biased, right? Sexes are equal. Yeah. But it's the first time I saw, at least at that time, at that age, where a protagonist 
survived hellish consequences, but also lost his mind in the process. And as a result of losing his mind, <laughs> survived and ultimately defeated evil. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And I'm not saying he doesn't get a little bit of help in this movie. We'll more on that in a little bit. But I feel like it's one of my favorite. I'll just go ahead and say it's one of my favorite scenes is watching him lose his mind and become completely untethered from reality <laughs> and, 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 and then buying it. Right. Like there's a scene where the, re- the whole cabin comes alive with an anime yeah. <laughs> laughing hysterically at him. There's a freaking moose head laughing at him and he just starts maniacally laughing. And Bruce Campbell just gets all the credit in the world for it because I don't, can't imagine any other actor doing it. But I mean, no, I, I mean, he, the way he pulls off Ash is just amazing. It's amazing. <laughs> it's amazing. And just like that Sam Raimi, man, like the style, the way it was shot, the zoom ins, the crazy, like frantic camera angles and camera jumbling. And I'm sure yeah. you can tell they're not working on a big budget, but but it works. No, it does. And like, I remember and this is from the first one and it's part of the book. I don't know if it was part of the second one, but like they had created all of their own practical like effects. Like when the camera is like going through the car and all that stuff, like they had it like on a pulley system with wheels, but to break the glass, they had underneath of it a board that would, they could ram into it. So it would shatter the glass before the camera went through it. Like, and so oh, like, amazing. They were like all this, like just practical stuff, practical um, and even with Evil Dead 2, you can tell that they stepped it up a little bit with their their makeup department. But that is probably one of my favorite scenes too. Like, ultimately, is like the the deer head, the lamp, every everything in the the whole place laughing, and then he just starts laughing with all of them and like, <laughs> yeah. so good. He's so animated, like that that demon that gets awakened, like hurls him through the woods, destroys the only bridge out of town, I guess, or back to town rather. Yeah. And by the way, where was this shot? Do you know where where was this shot? Was it shot on a, like a soundstage or was it actually shot like in the woods? Because it, l- it, it was like- shot in in the woods. I think it is like that cabin in the woods. Like I can't remember where it is. But yeah. Um, I feel like I, it would I be actually, like a, like a North Carolina or like a somewhere. <laughs> I think it is. I honestly think it is. I'd, I'd have to go back and read the book, but I think it is like North Carolina. Because um, I mean, it's supposed to be. Ashley Williams is from Michigan. So like the, char- the character is like, so like, cause like when you watch the evil dead series, the new one that came out, like on stars, like he's back in Michigan, the video games, he's in Michigan. Dearborn. Oh, so I don't think that's where it was shot. I think it might've been like North Carolina or something. I have to go back and see. Bruce Campbell in the woods. I can't imagine any other actor playing this character. Oh, me neither. Like it just, like you said, his whole untethered moment, like when he's like, give me back my hand. <laughs> like what's going on with it? The girl he's with, I guess it's his lady. I don't think they're married, but they go to the woods for a romantic mm-hmm. getaway. And upon arrival to the gate, the cabin, they, they uncover the book and the tapes. I guess the, the tapes that like, a, I don't even know if he was a doctor or a scientist or, or what. He was a professor. Professor. He was a professor. Was, yeah. <laughs> And he reads the Necronomicon passages and awakens the demons and his wife or girl, his lady gets possessed. Dude, when she comes at him and he cuts her head off and then her headless corpse comes back, that whole scene is so great. And I'm sorry, the practical effects still work. It all holds up for me. I don't care how how dated it might look to some viewers. The whole headless corpse scene with the chainsaw is fantastic it is like it it's um you know and you can tell like she is not a human being like but it it's it is it's amazing i i always let la- i actually laugh this time more mainly because maybe because you're older when you're younger you don't think of things like that but now that you're older you're like okay you just locked your girlfriend's head off and like you're just gonna bury her in the woods like because like, don't you be don't, okay with this <laughs> don't you feel like that would that would be the only way to really survive a situation like that would be to just dive right in and lose your mind because i feel Probably, like if you like, if you try to be if you try to hold on to like sanity or empathy or any kind of other emotion i feel like you would you would die you wouldn't be able to make it you yeah know? i mean you couldn't like you'd, ha- you'd have to like separate all things like but like you can see like where he's going back and forth like when he's got her head in the vice and like he's already oh. just chopped up her body and then like she turns back from the deadite to like linda and he's like please ash 
and he's like, like in. <laughs> he has to cut off his own hand. Yeah. And that scene's fantastic. You know what I mean? His <laughs> hand comes alive and he has to cut off his own hand. And to the point, like, dude, I'm I'm watching the whole scene and just like the amount of commitment Campbell puts into that role when he's like getting flung around the kitchen and his hand is flying him around the house and beating the shit out of him, basically. His hand is is rocking him. And then he has to cut off his hand. He stabs the hand with a knife and then he has to cut it off. And then he tries to shoot it. (laughs) I know. I start, I start thinking of that scene and I start thinking about like movies later on that did that stuff. And you're like, was Bruce Campbell like the originator of this? Like, I mean, I know like Chevy Chase and like um, was like very big, like with SNL, like very big about like throwing himself over tables and stuff like that. But like, you think of like the movie liar liar with jim carrey where like he's beating himself up in the bathroom like and then um fight club where um edward norton beats himself up but you're like bruce campbell back in the 80s like (laughs) was just completely like you know you brought up you brought up an interesting point though i've thought i thought a lot about jim carrey watching this again because it's been years since i've seen it and jim carrey wasn't on our wasn't on my radar really yet. Maybe he was. Maybe I'd watched a few Living Living Color episodes at that point. I'd seen Fire Marshal Bill. But I hadn't seen Jim Carrey to the extent that I would see him like by the time Ace Ventura came out. And I remember seeing him not only in Army of Darkness, but then in, later in this. Then I watched this later, years later, and I'm like, a lot of that animation is like very much what Jim Carrey did later in the 90s. Like her, throwing mm-hmm. his body around, the rubbery contorted faces, you know. Um, I feel like Bruce Campbell might have been our our OG, you know? I, I think so, too, because, like, I mean, 85 was once bitten, and then, like, Earth Girls are easy, but Jim Carrey was still kind of, like... Never seen a little it. Bit tame, a little bit tame there, you know? You never Isn't saw there, Once Bitten? He, no, I've seen Once Bitten. I've never seen... Once Shy. I've never... <laughs> <laughs> I've never seen uh, Earth Earth Girls are easy. Oh, with, uh, with uh, and... Goldblum and... Uh, I don't know who the third guy is. Damon, like cat- Damon Wayans. That's Damon Wayans? Mm-hmm. Holy shit. They're cat people, right? From outer space? Yeah, they're aliens from outer space, but then they like, Gina Davis is in, and they end up shaving them, and then they found out like, oh, they're good looking men. Like, you know, it's Goldblum. So. <laughs> um, Dude, only a movie like that could be made in the 80s, you know? Earth <laughs> Girls are easy. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, you couldn't make that movie today, you know? No. <laughs> no. No. No way. There's there's so many movies that you go back and like, oh, yeah, I could make that. We could make that. Today. Speaking of ways. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. I, I was going to say, I think they're making an Evil Dead 2. Um, or they're making it another one from like, you know, because they made the original, the Evil Dead movie. They remade that one, which was very similar, but it was like a girl protagonist instead of. I was going to ask Ash. you, did you see the, the uh, Evil Dead remake? I did. Did you like it? It's cr- yeah, it's creepy. Like it was, they stuck more to the horror genre than it was did. dark. Yeah, I saw it and I was like, oh, I don't know if I can do that again. Yeah. And that's kind of similar how the the original Evil Dead was. The original Evil Dead was kind of dark, but like less humor. It, like I said, they went a different route when it when it started to shift. Are you a horror guy? I am sometimes. Like I, I've always enjoyed it. Like um, probably not to the extent of John, but like you know, I have enjoyed some horror films johnny barnes wherever you're at johnny barnes that was a shout out shout out another another collaborator another musician collaborator friend of ours <laughs> part of the trifecta i know triple threat right there triple threat right there jimmy johnny and jibberu right here captain I jibberu gonna... i was waiting for you to say nikki <laughs> no i just jimmy, was, johnny and i was nikki. trying to get some alliteration so i was like and yes. uncle jibberu right here I'm here for a little old jib jab on the old jimmy jam. <laughs> well, I don't know squat about loitering, but I know me and Uncle Jimmy back at Crickleberry Creek used to take those fasts and fry them up on the feet frame. With... Mm-hmm, boy, <laughs> I'm not much of a horror guy. I like I liked it a lot because again, the clowns, yeah. you know, creepy fucking clowns will get me any day of the week. Um, I really loved Cabin in the Woods because I liked how it kind of spoofed the horror genre a little yeah, bit. Yeah, that was totally different kind of genre. Like, and I, I feel like you know that's kind of like how Evil Dead was a little bit, like, right. or Evil Dead Two was. Right, it spoofed um, it. It was a very bit. spoof it. Yeah, it turned it on its heels, 
and now it's a cult classic. Like everybody mm -hmm. that I know that watches movies, like legitimately, and like see shit, has seen this movie, even if they don't regard it close to their heart. They've seen it, and they they can recognize it for what it is. You know what I mean? Yeah. And Bruce Campbell would go on to do so many other like deep cuts. By the way, Sam Raimi's Dark Man, I saw that too before I saw Evil Dead. So I was I had already seen Army of Darkness. I had seen Dark Man, you know. Um, so I was very familiar with the Sam Raimi tone. Danny Elfman score, you know what I mean? All that, of course, after the Batman 89, I'm wearing the hoodie right now. Mm -hmm. the booth. So like, I just already became uh, immersed in that world. I was already like, I was already, yeah. in, you know what I'm saying? I was like, I was ready. I, I wanted to see more, you know? Yeah, and Raimi did so much, like, you know, before Spider-Man too. Like Bruce Campbell has been in so many films, like he has like side characters. It's surprisingly that he never really went on to like, be more than a b actor like yeah. because i mean he, he had the chops to do it but he was always just a side person or he'd be in like b movies like boba hotep um, boba hotep is great it I is mean, if you look if you're killing a fucking mummy in a nursing home <laughs> and your elvis and your elvis <laughs> and your elvis and isn't his um god rest his soul too but i can't remember his name his roommate, doesn't his roommate think he's Elvis also? Don't they both think he, they're Elvis? Or do I have that I backwards? can't remember, yeah. I thought his his other roommate thought he was Elvis too, or thought he was somebody else. Who was Bubba Hotep. Jack. His Russell name was Davis. Jack. But I thought he thought he was somebody else. JFK. He thought he was JFK. Yeah, that's <laughs> who it was. <laughs> but it's Ossie Davis, the great <laughs> black character actor. Who's no longer with us? Died at eighty-seven back in two thousand five. Damn, I thought he was. I thought he was. Oh, he was born in nineteen seventeen. He was eighty-seven in two thousand five. Holy shit! Have you ever seen My Name Is Bruce with Bruce Campbell? No, I haven't. Okay, so that's like a spoof on Bruce Campbell. Like really? Like he he plays himself, and you know everybody has fallen in love with the horror genre of what he's done, and some weird ancient demon comes to life, and they go. And find Bruce Campbell living out in like the woods in a trailer and like, we need your help. Like, so he, he kind of plays like he's almost like a spoof, like of all of his characters that he plays, like the guy out in the trailer that's just <laughs> oh, okay. I like how he shows up in all of Sam Raimi's movies. Me too. Like, and no matter what. I'm wondering who he's gonna show up as in the multiverse of madness. Which by the way, oh, just yeah. blows my not only does the trailer blow my mind, but the fact that Sam Raimi's doing a major league MCU movie, you know, is exciting. It's very exciting. Campbell keeps working, man. So Ash vs. Evil Dead, is that still ongoing? No, it was a three-season thing, and it was amazing. But they wrapped up the story, and Bruce Campbell has said that he will no longer play Ash again. Like that really? was kind of like, yeah, like I think he would, I think it was just like they wanted to do more, but stars didn't renew them. And the way they ended it, and they were like, okay, he's not going to keep trying to revive a character that, you know, it's not going to do. But it was it was a great series, though. I mean, like, that one had a lot of, like, scares. Lucy Lawless was in that. You have to check it out, man. I do like me some Lucy Lawless. Sometimes I'll just peruse the internet just for those Spartacus scenes where it's just her handling mm -hmm. some business. And, um, man, that Lucy Lawless, that's Xena, you know? She has some of those moments in Ash. Versus Evil Dead. Hey, who, who who does she play in the show? She plays I uh, forget her name, but like she's somebody who's like hunting down Ash and like wants to bring about the apocalypse kind of thing. Like she's like one of the main villains. Um, I started watching the show. I just didn't stick with it. I liked what I saw though. It was a few. I was like a few episodes in. I forgot how yeah, I watched it. I don't know if I had to. I don't know if I did a stars trial or it's, what. It's on Netflix now. I think. At least it was. Maybe so. that's what. Our, maybe that's where I watched it. Yeah. Let's talk about Henrietta real quick. The old lady, the old bag in the <laughs> in the basement. I guess they're the well. One, it's like a small expedition led by the daughter of the professor and Henrietta, who's coming to find her dad. She had interest in the Necronomicon too. She had like missing pages. She came to bring it to the cabin. Yeah, the dad, the mom, and the daughter with the daughter's boyfriend. They all found the original. Book of the Dead, ne Necronomicon. It's so hard to say. Not even a jad. Not even a jad. It's not that hard. So then, Dad and Henrietta went back to the cabin to start translating it. While she went and searched for the missing pages, um, her and her boyfriend. Right. And so, like, and, and you know, his little recorder. He says, 
you know, Henrietta, you know, was possessed. Henrietta gets possessed. He had to like, no, I think he had to kill her. He said he killed her, but he couldn't, but he couldn't 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 bring himself to disembower. Right. Which, how did he know he had to disembower her from the book or just being a professor? I think, I think from the book. Okay. Um, So then he puts her in the basement, but when they're, but when they're listening back to the tape, our boy's in the basement because they've thrown him down there because they think he murdered their parents, his, her parents. And he's there to witness Henrietta come back to life. That whole scene where Harry and Henrietta comes back to life is amazing. And the makeup. Who's in my food cellar? <laughs> <laughs> I'm your soul. And his, his scream. Oh, his scream. Ah! Like, it's so good. It's so good on so many levels. And I'm not going to lie. That's exactly how I would react. I know. Like, 100%. How would you, how would you, how, how, who would anybody else be reacting like, nah, that's cool. Like, no, somebody just came out of the dirt and said that. I, I don't even know if I'd make it that far. I don't even know if I'd make it to the fruit cellar. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, I'm still that guy. And I've told you this story before when I used to have a couple, have a couple cocktails by myself. And uh, I'd be, uh, you know, staking it out 48 hour style or, or, or stakeout style or another stakeout style with uh, Richard Dreyfus on my parents' back deck with Emilio Estevez in tow. And I'd be looking at the woods and I'd be looking at any kind of stirring shadows making a move resembling any kind of nefarious creature that was going to come and harm me or take away my soul. And I would just sit there drunk by myself, go, I see you coming. Go ahead and make a move. You know, and I'm by myself. There's nobody else around. And I'm talking to imaginary characters because I've always in the back of my mind thought like there was just some fucking supernatural shit out there. So I actually do feel like in some weird way, very connected with Ash Williams. I feel like I would have that paranoia that maybe he has or maybe he didn't even yeah. know he had. You know, the movie gets right to where it has to get to because it's not really about a guy and a girl going into a cabin and fighting creatures it's more about a man and losing his mind but maybe he had already been crazy when he went there i think that's the more intriguing theory like no nah, he was already fucked up before he went into that cabin yeah he's, those, he's, a little, he's a little off kill right and those demons just didn't they weren't they weren't ready for that you know they were ready for somebody who was like a normal functioning human being normal as normal is stupid is stupid does you know which which makes sense because, like, I started watching it this time and, and thinking about Army of Darkness and all that stuff. Like, Ash is the only one who has been able to fight off the demons, too. Like, when they possess him, like, they don't take over his soul. So it's like, does he have a tainted soul that they're like, they can't hang out there too long already? Bro, because yeah. They're like, <laughs> they take over, like, certain... Dude, even in Army of Darkness, let's talk about it real quick. When the when the, the deadite forms into, like, mini versions of him in that, in that yeah. windmill thing... And he has to not only battle all the little mini-me's, but also, like, an eye comes out of his back, I think. He, like, stabs the eye. One's, like, on his ear, and he, like, singes his own ear. Like, he destroys himself because he's trying to exercise the demons that are trying to possess him, like the deadites that are trying to get And just his method of his, – his whole method of doing that is incredible. Like, the slapstick comedy, yeah, that's funny. Him hurting himself, it's funny. But it's also, like – brilliantly executed because he's in the deep dark depths of madness you know he is maybe 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 there's a deeper meaning under like you said like he's destroying himself trying to fight the demons like how many right. people do that like trying to fight their own demons by, right you know following the white rabbit you know I, just- I lo- <laughs> dude i love the idea of a of a evil presence right personified in any form trying to either possess or manipulate another human being but then knocking on the wrong door you know what i mean because yeah. if you think about it like that like a demon possessing a, a sweet little innocent girl that's been done before you know it's creepy it's always going to be creepy kids are always going to be creepy when they go <laughs> when they go that way or old people never in between in between is kind of standard but when a, a kid goes full evil or an old person goes full evil like i just think of like you know think about pet cemetery back in the day you know creepy yeah. or you but and then you flash forward to like the um the visit fucking creepy you know what i'm saying i'm gonna get you she's in that oh god oh that is the the creepiest scene and like she's not even like possessed she's just crazy (laughs) but the thing is let's let's take ash williams right and insert him into any horror movie and it completely changes the tone of the movie if you put ash williams in the visit 
and he's decking that old lady in the face and then shooting her with a shotgun. The movie's over in 10 minutes. That's one of the great things about Ash versus Evil Dead. It brings out more of that character from Army of Darkness, that like one-liner, like... Um, Groovy. But, oh, I'm trying to think of the line now. There's an old lady that like gets possessed in his trailer park. And he's like, he's like, yo, Granny. He's like, do you have your um, Geritol? Let's dance. Like, you know, it's just, it's just so quick-witted, so funny. Like, because you're like, what the heck just happened? No, it's great. <laughs> because, like, there's always a guy in a horror movie that's like, holy shit. Or, like, the famous, the fuck? Or if they have a random token black guy, it's like, oh, hell nah. You know what I'm saying? Like, Ash transcends all of that. Because Ash would just be say, would say something like, listen, old timer. Nobody wants to fuck with your diaper smearing crazy. You know what I'm saying? Like he would have some weird whimsical one-liner, like you said, and it would totally pierce the attention, you know? It would. Um, They actually talked about one time, never came to pass. Actually, it's a comic book. It was going to be Ash versus Jason versus Freddy because they had done Jason versus Freddy. And so they were going to do a movie. I read about that. Um, But the thing that Bruce Campbell said, like, there's no way it can happen because like, Ash can't lose just because of what he does, like what he goes up against. Like, how would you put him up against Jason versus Freddy? Like, you know, I mean, already adding Freddy into Jason changed the tone, but adding Ash in it would be so like well, that, that, hold Yeah, I agree though. I kind of agree with what he's saying. Like, it's almost it's almost too much, you know? Yeah. He needs to fight but, hordes of deadites. I'll tell you what worked though when they did when Dynamite, I think it was Dynamite, worked, they did a collaboration with Mar- with Marvel. Because I think Dynamite still publishes or did publish Ash, um, Evil Dead, or Army of Dark. I think they, I think it was just called Army, yeah. Army of Darkness Comics. So Dynamite and Marvel did a collab, and I think it was like a 10-issue run with uh, Marvel Zombies versus Ash, where Ash accidentally, I think I still have some, where Ash accidentally went through another portal, but this time transported into the Marvel zombie universe. And so he has to like, at one point, so first, not only is he grappling with with the deadites and the necro the necronomicon and, he, and they kind of use a necronomicon to explain that's what happened to the marvel universe so not yeah. only is he grappling with that right fighting deadites in another universe but also grappling with the idea of the existence of superheroes right and it's so fucking funny and it's just so well done that's the kind of shit i mean that would break the bank if, if somebody made a live action version of that or even an animated version of that which by the way i thought that i thought the marvel zombies and the what if show was was amazing it was that, that it kind was. of animation so if you could do that i mean but if he's done I mean, he's done yeah i mean it'd be it'd be really cool for him to do a thing like i said the video game um fistful of boomstick for xbox was amazing i loved playing that game like i mean it had the same like because he voiced ash and so like it had the same like quick humor and stuff like that and you know as always like I'm assuming that's not one of those side-scrolling ones. It's a it's a more in-depth. Uh, it's a modern. <laughs> it's a modern nah, video nah. game, the first person where you're like running around. Yeah, well, you get to see him, and yeah, and you're, you're running around, you're seeing, you're fighting. Like once again, somebody opens that stupid book and reads from that book. I wish I wish see that yeah. I want to play that game now. See, I wish I played video. I wish I had the time. You know? I have an Xbox, and I have the game. Maybe when I retire. Maybe when I retire from from the podcast and that extra time aside to that'll be the new hobby plug in my melon yeah because i mean well you can you can start a youtube channel kids will eat it up and you just play old video games and just talk about wouldn't that be wouldn't that be fantastic if your boy here because everybody that knows anybody that knows anybody and knows anything about anybody that knows your boy nick stevens here on the z of dublin box 350 or in person you know they know and i think you know too that I'm horrible at fucking video games. Like I've just never mastered, especially all the extra toggle switches that come with more modern, like I am horrible at video games. So if I started a YouTube channel where I'm playing video, I was at James motherfucking jeweler's house, shout out. (laughs) And we had finished a cast and I was hanging out and I was like, he had this big ass TV and a brand new Star Wars game he hadn't played. I was like, oh, is that the new Star Wars game? I was like, I would love to play that. It's first person, you know, but you can still see your guy, but you can like switch views. So I was first hitting the wrong button and switching views and I was all over the place. Then I was just trying to shoot these like droids on, on the planet Hoth. And I couldn't even, cause you have to hit another button just to aim. I'm like, why yeah. can't I just, why can't I scroll and just shoot at it? Like you do in the old school games. Like, no, it's like you have to shoot, 
aim, hit the right button. And then if you run out of shit and you're not hitting your podcast microphone, then you fucking, you know, you drop another stuff. I just, I was horrible. I was horrible. At yeah. It. It's, it, it, it's gotten more challenging with games. Like I, I hate it. Like my, my kids play Fortnite and like the whole, like, like you said, aiming, shooting and like getting all of that stuff pretty good. But then, like within a split second, they're building something to protect themselves. I'm like, what the heck? Like, so I, they they call me a camper because I just go and I camp somewhere and just wait to like snipe people because I'm like, I I can't do all the fancy stuff. So. Fortnite is like Fortnite is still the jam, isn't it? People like the kids. The kids they, love the Fortnite. They yeah, they still do. They still do. Like my kids play Fortnite, Minecraft, and then like Roblox a lot because uh, Roblox is more of like like an app, but like multiple games within the app and all that kind of stuff. It's like Minecraft? Uh, no, Roblox is, sometimes it's different. It's weird. Like, I've seen my daughter play it sometimes. Like, one time it was like a fashion show. Like, you have to go around and get money and, like, buy clothes to do this fashion show kind of thing. So, like, it's got, like, just weird little games like that that kids eat up. I don't know. Somebody's getting paid. Not me. Somebody's, somebody's, getting, somebody's paid. getting paid. Somebody's getting paid. <laughs> I'll tell you what. And we're not getting paid to talk about this movie, but how much did this movie make? Do you know off the top of your head how much this movie made? Oh, I couldn't tell you. Was it even in theaters for a long run? I don't know. I can look it up real quick. I'm curious because, like, I know the budget wasn't that much. The budget was $3,600,000. For Evil Dead 2? For Evil Dead 2. It was estimated. That seems high even for 87. Yeah. Opening weekend was 807000 um worldwide gross was 5924 so they made oh. about 2 2 million off of it so or sorry 5 million um was the worldwide gross wow yeah i would be interested to know how much it made in subsequent uh video rentals because i feel like that's probably where it got its legs probably you know in um, the 80s it, and that now like how many times have like we we've all gone and bought it like i i know i had a copy on dvd i have a copy on digital like so um you just think of like how many things like that has happened like one of the really cool things like you talk about the practical effects um they call them um what are they shrimps shimps gimps something like that like just actors that play like little deadites like random stuff um is ted Raimi. Which is Sam Raimi's brother? Like he's oh, he pops everything. up. He pops up in all his shit. Even Wishmaster, which Sam Raimi only produced, I think. Ted Raimi yeah. like shows up there. Yeah, because Ted Raimi is also in um, the Quick and the Dead, isn't he? He's in Quick and the Dead. He's in all the Spider-Man movies. Um, mm-hmm. He pops up in all his stuff. Sam Raimi's done but a lot he, of low-key stuff too. He did that. Uh, Dan, no, no, Bill Paxton, Billy Bob Thornton. God, where they find the money in the plane. What shall we rate this gem of a flick? We do have six mm. beautiful ratings on this show. Call it a work good, movie theater good, home video good, catch it on cable good, stick with the flu good, and solitary gun fine men good. Jimmy Golden Cadillac Johnson, what do you think? I am going to put a in-between rating, um, between five and six. Like This is movie theater good, but I would see a midnight showing and drag myself open to work like tired the next day uh, i see so you, you definitely <laughs> think it's movie theater good but, but it would be it had to be like a midnight matinee with like your friends like right just to enjoy it right. kind of like the rocky horror picture show like you know you wouldn't see it unless like you actually went to go experience in the midnight life i'm with you a hundred percent i would go see this in a movie theater i think it's movie theater good because it's so it's just so watchable i was watching it mm-hmm. today on my desk you know what I'm saying? On my lunch yeah. break at work at the moon base. Um, and then I kind of let it play on towards the end as I kind of got back into my, my grind. You know what I'm saying? Cause it's only like, it's a short movie. It's like an hour and a half long. So I just kind of yeah. left it on and kind of checked in every now and then with my headphones on. And uh, it was fine. I was laughing and I was, I was enjoying it, but imagine just sitting in a movie theater with your friends in the dark with some buttery popcorn and you're just laughing hysterically with your friend. That's what this kind of movie is. This movie's it meant is. to watch with people. It's not really, not an isolated watch you can still watch it alone but it's definitely like a i think it's more fun when you watch it with a group of dudes or or gals you know whichever you prefer you just hit up a bunch of ladies and i'm a married (laughs) man but i honey i just called these ladies over to watch evil dead 2 with me nothing's happening we're just they just come over we watch movies nothing weird 
We don't hold hands. We don't even cuddle. In fact, there's we a. We don't good... even sit on the same couch. We don't even <laughs> sit on the same couch. That should be like a phrase we use when we don't agree on stuff. Look, man, we're not. We don't even sit on the same couch. All right. <laughs> or and when you do agree, you're like, hey, you know what? I think we got something here. You know what? I think we're sitting on the same couch. You know. Let's take. Not it. even just a couch. The love seat. I think we're sitting on the same love seat. Huh? Why don't you uh, get a little closer? Don't be shy. Come here. I got you. I'll always get you. I'll never leave you. Woo! No, I agree. I agree. Hold the way. We, my, my ancestors from Ireland, we used to take the potatoes and we'd peel them and we'd say, oh, I think that movie is movie theater good. And theater spelled T-H-E-A-T-R-E. I don't know if they spelled the British way or not. Oh, no, but I agree. And that Bruce Campbell is fantastic. And that Sam Raimi is fantastic. And you're fantastic, sir. You're fantastic, man. This you know? is fun. This is fun. This is fun. It's good catching up. You know? It is. Imagine if the if the if, if we weren't even recording this whole time. No, that'd be horrible. Um, I did wear my Army of Darkness shirt too. I'm the guy. It says good, good, bad. I'm the guy with the gun. I'm the guy with the gun. I had I had an Army of Darkness shirt where he had like the and he was like, This is my boomstick with the silhouette. I yeah. had that. Like a, it was like black lettering and 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 image over like a bright neon orange background, but I was going yeah. through my small t-shirt phase back then, and I was like, I gotta wear all my stuff real tight, tight like a tight like a tight tight tighty, and I would wear it, and then I'd wash it, and it'd be too tight. Now I like my stuff loose. Like I started getting into long sleeve shirts more now, where I don't even want to wear my short sleeve shirts anymore. Now I'm like into you know, I'm into like long sleeve shirts now. Look, I got really I got Dracula from uh from Monster Squad. Nice, nice. I like it. A little shout out to that, that T Public, you know what I'm saying? So you were talking about being tight, and all I was thinking was gold member. She's tight like a tiger. Oh, tight like, like a tiger. Tight like a tiger. No, I was trying to think like something like I was gonna say something very very vulgar, but I'm trying to like you know balance it out. You know, I mean. <laughs> Every other week, I'm talking about hard cocks and loose pussies. You know, I figured I'd take a break once in a while. I hope I'm not on speaker in your house. I probably no, am. No, okay. No, oh, yeah. The head, oh, the headphones. That's right. Okay, good. Headphone guys. Kids are sleeping. I remember one time uh, I had something going on. Remember I had the camera on my phone because I was like looking at something in my car, the old Honda. And I, yeah. and I, and I called you and Schuler, But then I said some shit. And Schuler called me out for cussing because I guess your kids were... And I want to be like, they're in the car. But I'm like, Shuler, you're calling me up. You know what I'm saying? And he don't even like the kids. No, he don't even like the kids. He's always like, fuck the kids. <laughs> and fuck the people. <laughs> Those of you that are deeply, deeply, deeply in the shade will catch that little reference. I think one person that listens to podcasts will catch that reference. <laughs> fuck the record. Fuck the people. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna leave it on that one. Uh unless you have any like, you know, burning desires. Anything you wanted to share for the good of the people. I don't know. I don't think there's anything I gotta get off my chest right now. I gotta get myself <laughs> off my own chest. You know? uh, yes. <laughs> no, man, this was good. This was fun, man. I appreciate you uh you doing the ride with me on this one. This was good. Yeah, man. I like it. Thanks, thanks for inviting me. Of course, man. Anytime. And listen. Kamikanzis out there listening, whether you're in your car doing your drive time commute, maybe you're in the gym lifting a couple LBs or you're on the cardiovascular highway to success. Whatever we said on this show, okay, on this episode tonight, whether it squandered your fortune, left you dead in a ditch, left you hunted by none other than Tommy Lee Jones and Benicio Del, just remember at the end of the day, whether it's an obscure video rental in Blockbuster or a Skinamax flick starring Shannon Tweed, it's always just fiction. Don't take it seriously. I'm the guy with the microphone. Jimmy's the guy with the guitar. And we're going to say sayonara. Take it easy. Sayonara. And if you were offended, we don't care. We just don't fiction. care. <laughs> 
Bunuh! 